This is Catholic Daily Brief. Episode 25, Religion and Science. Now in this episode, when I speak of religion, I can only really competently speak about the Catholic faith and our view of the relationship between religion and science. There are various other opinions on the part of other Christian denominations and other religions on the relationship between religion and science, but in this podcast, of course, I'm speaking only for the Catholic religion. This question of religion and science is kind of a, or is a more specific form of the question of faith and reason. What's the relationship between faith and reason? Are they opposed? Do they work together? So I'd like to start just by reading a few quotes. The first couple are from St. John Paul II, and he actually wrote an entire encyclical, an entire document on this question of faith and reason. And he says, quote, Faith and reason are like two wings on which the human spirit rises to the contemplation of truth. And God has placed in the human heart a desire to know the truth, in a word to know himself, so that by knowing and loving God, men and women may also come to the fullness of truth about themselves. So, of course, they're not opposed, but they work together, and in fact are necessary together. Faith and reason, isolated from each other, both error. Faith on its own without reason becomes an irrational fanaticism. And reason without faith, of course, can lead you down similar errors. He says in another place, quote, Science can purify religion from error and superstition. Religion can purify science from idolatry and false absolutes. Each can bring the other into a wider world, a world where both may flourish. Pope Benedict XVI says, quote, Science, while giving generously, gives only what it is meant to give. Man cannot place in science and technology so radical and unconditional a trust as to believe that scientific and technological progress can explain everything and completely fulfill all his existential and spiritual needs. Science cannot replace philosophy and revelation by giving an exhaustive answer to man's most radical questions, questions about the meaning of living and dying, about ultimate values, and about the nature of progress itself. So all of these quotations get at the same point that faith and reason, religion and science must work together because they both are related to the same ultimate truth. So faith and reason or more specifically, religion and science, in this case, shouldn't fear each other, shouldn't scorn each other, but should work together to allow humanity to come to a fuller understanding of both itself and of its origin and creator. Another way of putting this, you might remember in the episode on evolution, we made the point that the church believes there's nothing to fear in science because both natural truths and supernatural truths have their origin in God, the truth, and God can't contradict himself. So science properly understood and the truths of the faith properly understood can absolutely never be in conflict because God can't be in conflict with himself. So put like that, it seems perfectly reasonable that science and religion should work together. And in fact, as we'll see in most of history, they did. And this idea of a conflict between religion and science, between faith and reason, is a very novel concept in the history of the world. So how did this idea that they were in conflict arise? Well, like most things, the history of this is very long and involved and nuanced. You can't give an oversimplified answer, but I'm going to give an oversimplified answer because we only have 15 minutes. There's a couple different main factors we can point to in the history of Western civilization, which 
for all of its existence up until recent centuries, had no problem and in fact saw no issue with religion and science. In fact, they were integrated very well. One of the first points where this divide began to happen, in the opinion of many historians of science and religion, is the Reformation, when there was a major divide in Christianity for the first time. And that divide was mainly based on skepticism about religious authority. And in some cases, for good reason. You know, one sees abuses in church authority that one tends to doubt that it actually is a divinely appointed authority. And therefore, the teachings of ecclesiastical authorities came to be seen as suspect based on the oppressive or exploitative intentions of those who were in authority. And therefore, things like dogma and the traditions and the teachings of the church came to be held in lower esteem, even in scorn. Dogma was kind of seen as a bad word. The teaching authority of the church was seen as something that was oppressive and unreasonable and based on malicious intention. Another point in this would be the so-called Enlightenment period, the rise of rationalism and a further expansion of doubting or being skeptical of the past or what was handed down or what was been told to us. A kind of individual rationalism began to hold sway. Think of Descartes. His whole project was based on trying to find fundamental facts that he could be sure of, fundamental realities that he could be sure of, and that began by doubting absolutely everything that he couldn't confirm by his own reason. Doubting everything that he had been taught and told before, most of which was from Christian scholars and universities, which really were the only universities. And he just came up with, I think, therefore I am, to try and reconstruct a theory of reality that's based on what I can know by my own reason and experience. So of course that's going to cast into doubt any belief in mysteries or theology or the claims of religion. And then moving later in history, you have the amazing success of, of the sciences, especially in the 19th, 20th centuries. This only served to bolster the confidence in science and rationalism and the observable and push down the confidence in what was unobservable, what was spiritual, what was based on authority, what was based on things we can't see. So again, while an oversimplification, those three things are huge moments in the split between religion and science, which had up until those points worked harmoniously together. The more science began to explain things in the world that had not been explained up until that point, the more there was the impression that science eventually could explain everything that if only we allow it to progress to a certain point, then there will no longer be any mysteries there will no longer be anything we can explain. And therefore, God is not a necessary reality to hold. Science, of course, getting ahead of itself, getting a little too excited. You know, you get on a roll and you begin to think you can do everything. While there are a couple considerations that those who are of this mindset overlook. First of all, what is the purview of science? What does science encompass? Well, science, by definition, is really the process by which we come to know and understand the things of this world through measurement and experience. And this is an ongoing process, of course. Science is never all settled, explained everything. Our beliefs about certain things have changed dramatically over time. So science encompasses those things which can be measured and touched and seen, etc. It explores natural causes and effects. So by definition, science can't do away with the question of the first cause, which is what we mean by God. Science can't ever, in principle, do away with that question. There's no amount of measuring or experimenting 
that could ever touch the realm of immaterial things. It's simply not part of science's competence. So that's one consideration that kind of pumps the brakes on science's overexcitement about doing away with God. Second, it's the overlooking of the fact that the Christian faith encourages our understanding and exploring of nature. We believe that God gave us intellects to do precisely that, that we are bodily creatures that can sense things and experience them, and we have intellects that make us curious about causes and effects, and so coming to know nature is coming to know something about God. So the idea that faith is somehow scared by science is just a misunderstanding of what the Christian faith is. And another thing that we are beginning to see more and more in our day and age is overlooking the fact that faith and religion can put limits, important limits, on what we ought to do with science. Science might be capable of crossbreeding a human being and a frog, but just because we are able to do something does not mean that we ought to do something. So science, untethered from religious considerations and ethical considerations, moral considerations, can lead to the destruction of humanity rather than its progress. One thing we mentioned before in the episode on evolution, and I believe in the episodes on God's existence, is this idea of the God of the gaps argument. That is the claim by many atheist scientists that religious people only believe what they believe because they don't understand science, and phenomena that they can't explain, or that science can't yet explain, they just throw God in the gaps in that area of knowledge. And that God exists because we can't explain something so that it's a miracle that God causes. This is not the belief, to my knowledge, of really any Christian believer, the idea that we believe in God just because we can't explain things. That's more describing the mythologies of pagan peoples in the ancient world. It has really never been the claim of any Christian denomination, or really any of the three major religions, that that's the case. So it's really just a bad faith argument and a misunderstanding or ignorance of what religious people actually believe. In our belief, there is no conflict between the primary first cause, that is God, and secondary natural causes. We believe that there can be secondary causes that the first cause allows to work as actual causes in the world. We don't need to explain the rising and setting of the sun or the movement of electrons by just saying God does it directly. No, there are causes in this world which are causes on their own. Yes, they get their existence and their causality from the first cause, but they are real causes and they do real things that don't, that don't require God's direct intervention as an explanation. Causes and effects are real. God does not cause every single thing with his direct intervention. So most scientists that believe that, or most, you know, internet atheists that believe that, are really just attacking a straw man that doesn't exist. They are stunningly ignorant of history and the fact that the church always supported the sciences. Their only argument is something like the Galileo affair, which is totally misunderstood, and we'll go over that in a different episode. But they usually just rely on these very elementary ideas that have been given to them, that the church hates science, even though the church has always been a patron of science. And the universities are usually the seedbeds of these ideas, even though the church was the creator of the university. In the medieval world, the only universities that existed were Christian universities because the universities arose from a Christian environment, a Christian ethos. So people are just really ignorant of history and obviously haven't taken the time to understand Christian philosophy and theology and how we explain the relationship between 
religion and science, faith and reason. And they don't understand that the entire scientific landscape in most of the history of Western civilization was religious men and women pursuing their scientific endeavors because they knew that the world was ordered because it was created by God and therefore could be understood, and they were doing so as devout religious people. It wasn't despite their religion that they did these things, it was because of their religion. In fact, if you consider an atheist explanation as to why you would even pursue science, it doesn't really make sense. If you believe the world is chaos, that it's pure matter, that it's pure randomness, then why would you even expect that there would be order for you to discover, that there would be consistent causes and effects for you to uncover? that your brain is even a reliable organ to help you interpret reality outside of you. It's a very incoherent worldview. Science is, in fact, a powerful and necessary tool for humanity. It can tell us many things, and every time science uncovers something new, it should be a reason for us to be in awe at God's creation, at the beauty with which he created all things. Science is a great tool for that. But as mentioned before, science has its limits. Science can't explain or explain away God. Science can't explain consciousness. We talked about that in the episode, Do We Have Immortal Souls? And importantly, science can't really establish itself as the primary tool for understanding. If the only way to know things is by scientific experimentation and measurement, science can't really apply that to itself. You can't prove science by science. Now, one of the most important and effective and persuasive ways to show the harmony between religion and science is to show the history of religious people and their contributions to Western civilization and the church's contribution to Western civilization in general in the various areas of learning and education, science, medicine, art, etc. That's a fun thing to do because it's a really interesting and rich history that most people are unaware of. Many of the things that we know and do and use now were brought to us by devout Catholic scientific men and women. And that will be the subject of tomorrow's members-only episode. So if you're interested in getting a better understanding of how much the church contributed to our Western civilization and the things we enjoy now, uh, please become a member at patreon.com slash catholicdailybrief. Help support this podcast so, so that we can uh, continue doing this and helping to teach the faith to people that are interested. Thank you for listening to Catholic Daily Brief. Please follow on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and give a five-star rating and a good review. God bless.